Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Hey Melissa, hey. you want to know what my life goal is? <laughs> oh, Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trick question. It was a trick question. They call that a was... hook. <laughs> In speaking, they call that a hook. <laughs> right. Every, the, whole, the audience was like, ooh, Jay just got a big, you know, a big announcement, life goal. Nothing. No idea. <laughs> no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I wake up, some stuff happens, I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, every, on a, and every once in a while... Do you stop and go, what am I even doing with my what life? Doing? <laughs> oh. So we were talking about this article the last the last podcast um, that we that we came across in, in on a psychology um, website, this great website. And and one of the the things they had was self-awareness questions related to values and life goals, right? Mm. And I think it's such an interesting topic to connect what your goals are with self-awareness. Totally. But the thing that I see in myself and almost everyone else I meet, if you ask them what their life goal is, uh-huh. like no one has a clue. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people will say like things like, oh, like uh, my life goal is to like own a Ferrari. Like, well, <laughs> like that's a kind of a life goal, I guess. Like, you know, I don't maybe put a lot of stock in that one because it's not super deep. It's kind of like an object goal. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but really, when we're talking about life goals, it's like what like what impact do I want to leave on, you know, like my little influence of the universe right you know Um, and that's really hard to think about yeah it really is and actually you know what I would broaden the topic to say not even just like a major life goal but like generally speaking goals like yeah regular or not regular but maybe smaller goals like in the next year or practical goals yeah yeah Yeah. by the time I'm 50 I want to have these things accomplished or by next year I want to do this I think it's really yeah. hard for people to come up with um, what those goals should be. Well, that right there, there's a judgment. What those goals could be, what's possible. Uh, goal setting generally is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of what we're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, you know, even in, you know, my business context at, at the company, you know, we struggled for a long time setting even business goals, which seems like it should be fairly obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even in a professional manner, people find it really hard to to set goals. Um, yeah. One of, uh, one of my business buddies, uh, we both read this book and uh, a, a business book. And one of the things I talked about in the business book was setting a vivid vision for your company. Oh, yes, right? I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so so come up with a grand vision for how you want the company to be, you know, one year 
uh, five years and 10 years out, right? Like really broad thinking about, about where you want to go and, and, you know, spend time thinking about it, spend time writing about it, and then create a document outlining your vivid vision. Right. 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 Um, right. And both he and I did that for our companies. Mm -hmm. Um, and we actually turned, turned mine into like a small book that I gave all of the employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know you did that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Our, our, uh, creative director, Amber made it look amazing. Of course she did. <laughs> so, of course so, she did. <laughs> so no matter what dumb content I had in there, everyone <laughs> was, was like, fabulous. I made it like beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, well actually the, but, the, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say is that, that this idea, so I did that. I've done that a few years in a row now. I kind of update it every year mm -hmm. and, uh, it's really funny how a lot of the stuff that I wrote about that that I wanted to be true years from now, when I look back up the old ones, mm -hmm. actually came true. Interesting. So it it, it was really powerful. Um, well, that that um, that whole model is what you're referring to. Was actually I know which one you're talking about. It's called the Vivid Vision. It came from Cameron Herod, who was oh, yeah. the Got Junk. COO. He was one of the founders of the company Got Junk. And then he went on to create this whole model of thinking because of the operational desire he had for the company. Um, he created this way of thinking and it's called vivid visioning. And, and even if you're not a professional business person in a position of influence or authority, or you want to create something like this in your business life, it's a super interesting philosophy to use even in your personal life. Yeah. So uh, after we did the business vivid vision, uh, my buddy and I started talking a lot about, Hey, can, should, can we apply this to our personal lives? Should we create hmm. a personal vivid vision? Hmm. Right. Yeah. So kind of as accountability partners, he and I said, Hey, we're going to work on creating a personal vivid vision. <laughs> right. Wow. Yep. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. I, I, I was going to do that. Uh -huh. That's awesome. <laughs> well, obviously, if I had done it, you, I, pro I would have shared it with you. Uh, I can but also... I, sat down to, I sat down to do that, and it's really hard, personally. Yeah. It was way easier to do it for the company than it was to do it for myself. That and and uh, and I don't want to get too far down the path of this particular model, but but the but the basic premise is, is that you scope out a period of time, one year, two years, three years from now, and you create in your mind what's actually occurred, and you write about it as though it has already happened, mm -hmm. and you are looking back. So um, yeah, it is an interesting thing, but there's a lot of pressure to do that, right? Like it's like trying to do it personally would be <laughs> really challenging. Interesting, yeah. though, but challenging. Yeah. But again, just brings us back to how hard it is to figure out what is it that we really want. Yep. And then kind of riffing on that, when I think about self-awareness, I think a, a, a lot of, you know, even, you know, for me, a lot of people that I, I talk to, um, they are kind of generally unsatisfied with mm -hmm. where they are in life yes. a lot of times, you know, yes. like, yeah. like they're just, it's like an unsettled feeling. It feels like you're adrift 
it feels like you don't, you know, like you're going through the motions every day, but like, is this it? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, and, and you've got that feeling, right? So when we talk about self-awareness, like there's this feeling maybe of restlessness or being adrift. Um, but, and and that kind of affects you and your mood and your thinking. It kind of makes you unhappy. Right. But without knowing where you're going, how can you be upset about being adrift? Right. Right. I think it's a funny paradox. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it is. It is. And yet, um, yes, on a good day, it's funny. On a and, good on day a, <laughs> and on a bad day, it's the most frustrating thing in the whole universe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I think, too, like the self-awareness piece of this is super interesting to me because I was just reflecting as you were talking about um, about setting goals. And, you know, like at first you started with like a really big goal, like what is my life goal? And my instant reaction was like, oh, that's that's too much. Like that's too big. I'd be scared to even enter into that thinking for myself. But what I then noticed immediately following that is the level of judgment that we place on ourselves. Like if we don't have goals and we feel this general dis-ease, mm-hmm. like we should, like I should be further along than I am right now. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's the goal? Well, I don't know but I'm judging myself really harshly because I don't have a goal. I don't know where I'm going. I should be better than this. I'm not stupid. I should be able to figure myself out. So we place a lot of judgment on ourselves when we don't have a goal. And, and then I, I also noticed how interesting, like after we set a goal, there's all such a, sorts of judgment there. How many people do you know that say, well, I, I was really wanting to do this and I did it. And now what's the next thing? Like mm-hmm. there's no moment of celebration. It's like people judge themselves for being done with the goal or they judge themselves that, oh, well, I got that goal. Maybe I didn't set the bar high enough. You know, maybe I did something wrong. That yeah. happens so often, the self-judgment yeah. piece. It's, it is pretty interesting. And then, so if you think about, okay, so we've got, you know, it, We've got this idea that we think we should have goals, but we don't have them. So, so we're kind of upset about that. Yeah. We're upset that maybe we should be somewhere else in our life, but we're not. But we can't really articulate what that is. Yeah. So we're upset about that. Um, you know, if we have goals, if we do have goals and we're not achieving them, we're upset about that. Um, what if we just had no goals? And just were okay with where we were right now and never thought about it at all. What would happen then? Well, that's a, that's an interesting, (laughs) that is an interesting question that you're posing because my immediate emotional response is, well, that can't work. That's not, that's not right. Yeah. My, my mom never, (laughs) certainly never advocated for like, you should have no goals in life and just sit around. (laughs) Play video games. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, wear black concert t-shirts and drink a lot of Mountain Dew. The way to a successful life is to have no goals and release all expectation of yourself. Perfect. What could go wrong? I like this. I think this is the whole new direction we should go in. I'm suddenly feeling so much more chill. 
Yeah, <laughs> attempt to achieve nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then look at that, nothing but success. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but success. <laughs> well, that is interesting though, right? We put all this pressure um, to achieve things, although, and it does, but it, it, it ends up causing stress. And then sometimes, like you're saying, when we do achieve them, we don't even give ourselves the time to, you know, celebrate them. Yeah. We just move to the next one. Yeah. You know, I have been kind of rolling around actually with this topic on and off for the last few years because, as you know, I'm very, very active in the personal development community. And hmm. I'm part of some bigger um, thought leaders that are in this community. And it's, you know, like you can't walk across the street with any of this community without having 150 goals tossed at your feet mm. with sort of a bait. Like, well, what's it going to be? Like, you're nothing unless you have 100 million goals. And, um, and so there are certain, certain factions of the, of the population that are all about do this and keep going and never quit and you need to have 10 yeah. goals. And it's this like high achiever mentality, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like we yeah. set goals and we crush them and we yeah, crush you know. them, right? We crush them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what, what's I think really interesting is like both of both you and I are, I would say, successful in our own lives. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we consider ourselves successful both professionally and personally. Um, and there is something in the middle, though, about how we're thinking about goals. And what I've been realizing on and off throughout the last, well, certainly within the last two years, is there's something in the process of setting the goals that is equally satisfying to hitting them. Mm. Um, because being, like, for example, again, going back to the personal development sphere, like if you follow John Maxwell, Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor, any of these big, huge thought leaders in personal development. They're all about, you know, set the goal, set the bar high. You know, you want to make a million dollars, you're going to do it this year. Just go set your goal. And my awareness inside of me says that much of that um, is nothing more than rhetoric. Mm. Yet you see so many well-meaning people that so much desire to have success for themselves um, push yeah. away yeah. their own awareness about if a goal is truly right for them or not. Yeah. You, you know, my take on that genre, mm -hmm. um, to me, what, what that's doing more for people is uh, is removing their self-limiting beliefs. Right. right, that's true. Some yes. people need a little bit like more cheerleading behind behind their thinking to get them to, to get past that self-limiting belief. Yeah, right? yes, that's true. That's true. However, and, no, not however, and yes, that's right. And I think it, they, I think it does a beautiful thing for them in that way to remove their self-limiting beliefs. Like I'm all about that. And I love that. I think my point of this is that, but the awareness piece inside of us, if we can remove the self-limiting beliefs, which are judgments, mm -hmm. um, unrealistic expectations, you know, I always say an expectation is a resentment waiting to happen especially when it gets to be like, I need to make 
you know, a hundred million times more than I've ever made in one year. And if I don't do that, I'm going to judge myself so harshly that I'm not going to keep trying. Mm -hmm. It's just being more aware inside of ourselves, that feeling that says, I'm validating myself. I do actually believe in myself and whatever goal I set for myself, it feels really good because I know that I can do it. Yeah. So listening to you talk in that way, mm-hmm. you know, to me, that sounds like a phrase, a, a way of thinking that's coming from a very centered and calm space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're talking about is, yeah. is if we're setting goals, not from a point of anxiety or fear or pressure or judgment, right. but if you're setting goals from a, a a space of calmness and centeredness and um, that feels a whole lot different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And, and, and I, and I don't wonder if the reason that a lot of people have exactly the perspective that we were just discussing at the beginning, which is, you know, why don't we have goals? Like I feel like I should have what, you know, I do believe that sometimes one of the primary reasons that people don't like to set goals is their fear of failing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that a big, huge reason that there is this fear of failing is, again, not knowing or trusting ourselves enough to choose goals that are appropriate, actionable, and attainable for who we really are. Who we really are. Not our self-limited belief version of us. Not... Tony Robbins version of us, or I, and I love Tony Robbins. I'm not cutting on any of those men, any of those guys. They're amazing people have helped millions of people, but I think just really, truly understanding what we can accomplish and trusting and loving ourselves enough to put something out there that we can feel really proud of. And it's not about external validation. It's not about other people being proud of us for hitting these goals. So, Let's get real tactical, Melissa. <laughs> what is the goal of this here self-awareness journey and this podcast? Right? Oh. Here's a beautiful illustration for all of the, all of the so listeners. So stressful. Because, so, so everyone was like, Melissa and I have had, you know, we've had art projects, we've had <laughs> companies, we, we do all of various things together, you know, and when we started this art project, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, we sat down and we're like, okay, what's, what's the goal, right? And we started talking about goals and then we started talking about metrics. Oh How my can gosh. we get Facebook followers? How can we get, build an audience? How can, you know, and, and how many times in the past couple of months have you and I been on a call where we start talking about the goals of what we're working on here. Yes. And then and how to measure it and how to build it and and the energy just goes like sucked right out of it. Yes. Right? Yes. And so in in full transparency, oh, you're so the right. thing you and I talk about all the time is hey, we're just going to make a podcast and we're just going to make these lessons what happens with them, we don't even know. Like we're just sort of trusting oh my that gosh. we yeah. will create something and, and maybe it helps people and, and maybe something happens. 
as soon as we start putting expectations around this project, yes, the energy gets completely zapped. Okay, and oh my gosh, this is so good that you said that because the other thing that I was immediately reminded of is the months and months and months before we even started this work. Because I yeah, have created the amount of anxiety that we needed to get over to just start the first pod. <laughs> and right? you're being so caring by saying we, because it was straight <laughs> up me, totally straight up me. You're being very caring because for months you were like, wow, this is a, this roadmap thing is really like, this is really cool. Like this self-awareness journey. What, 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 what do you think you, what do you think we, what do you think you should do with it? What could we do with this? And, and I was like, nothing. Like, I don't know. I'm scared. I can't do it. <laughs> this is my work. This is my life work. I'm scared to put it out there. And so it, that's exactly right. And I worked with my coaches and I created with my coaches a huge business model. And I brought it back mm -hmm. and showed you and you were like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, that's, a, that's really cool. But there it is again, all of that big, huge, it was so overwhelming and so huge that I was paralyzed. And yeah. And so it wasn't until you and I did start and it was like baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. So you're, you are so right. Full transparency. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just gets back to the idea that, you know, if you have, you know, I'm not saying we sh shouldn't have a big life goal, right? right? Of course, of course. But sometimes those really big goals are actually way too big and yes. way too scary and way too intimidating. And and you just can't figure out how to move forward, right? Right. And sometimes really little goals start you down the path and 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 making a bunch of really little goals. Right. Little goals maybe, meaning maybe the outcome or the output of what the goal is, but also the time frame. Yeah. Like a really short timeline. By Friday, yeah. I'm gonna do this. By the yep. end of this month, I'm going to do this. And then end of, I'm not going to create six more months down because that's too stressful. I need to yeah. trust myself and I need to validate myself that I can do these other things and it feels really good. Right. And you can tell. So this is where the self-awareness comes, comes right into it, where yeah. everyone can practice this every single day. Yes. Is think about a goal, then sit and feel yes what your body does as you think about that goal yes that's exactly do get, right do you get tight does it create anxiety for you you know do, do you tense up what happens to your body when you think about that goal or Perfect. when you think about it do you feel light and excited and there's you know an energy that that comes out and, and discern the difference between enthusiasm and straight up anxiety. Those ah, are yeah. two different things and yep. feel the difference in your body to know which one is enthusiasm and a little nervousness because sometimes setting a goal can be a little scary, yep. which is great. But if it's straight up anxiety, yep. then it's probably not the right goal. One of the very best public speaking tips I ever got was um, before you go on stage, everyone gets nervous, right? Everyone's got a feeling <laughs> when yeah. you're, you know, whether that's a big stage or a little stage, um, really think about, is that feeling excitement or anxiety? Yeah. Because those two feelings are very close to each other. They are. 
Yes. Very, very close. And you mix them up all the time. Right. And one will get you in a corner rocking and sucking your thumb like a baby. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the other one will get you skipping across the stage in a really happy way. Right. So don't mix them up because that's a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this. This actually is my favorite podcast so far. Get out. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.